Hello, and welcome to the Two Ball Brothers in a Microphone podcast. This is Danny Ryan, and I'm here with Tommy Ryan. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm doing well. Now, people can now see we are bald. We just don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's, we're trying something new in the New Year's, folks, and that is we're going to uh, try doing this on Teams and try posting out to a YouTube channel. And today we have with us, for the third time, Sam Marshall. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah, good to be here with you two guys. We, we love having you on because uh, we love your accent. Uh, we just <laughs> <laughs> You make us sound smart, Sam. It's just wonderful. <laughs> uh, sound like an extra from Game of Thrones, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And uh, how's your new year starting out for you? Yeah, so far so good. Um, I've I got a reprieve. I was meant to be on jury service for the first two weeks, which was soaking up a lot of time. Uh -huh. um, they set me free after a day and a half, so... It's, it's almost like semi-holiday, having all this time that I didn't expect to begin the year with. So what better nice. way to spend it than a video cast for you guys? <laughs> right. <laughs> your two favorite bald brothers, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what's great about this, uh, these conversations, we've, this is our, our third one of doing these, is, um, is just, uh, you know, you've got, a, I think, very similar type of company to us, um, a consulting company. You're over in the UK, I think, um, just through the years, gotten to, to know you and what you do. And it's just been great to work with you and um, hand off. I think so many um, clients come to, us with, with the, uh, come to us with questions about SharePoint Internet in a box. And it's wonderful to hand them off to you and have, have, have you help them out. So we really appreciate that. Well, no, it's, it's a pleasure. It's a bit like client ping pong, isn't it? Because I get quite a few <laughs> North American inquiries that we don't handle that go back over your side. So it's all good. So you have you guys ever have you ever heard of the Ryan brothers or this tree will or tree have you ever you've heard of those guys <laughs> from the southern US you've probably heard of them but uh, I digress um, so what I wanted to do in this conversation was um, to to pick up you've now done the the fourth version of uh, your um, report your SharePoint intranet in a box report and um, as Tom, <laughs> nice. The, the printed like, copy. Well, no, this is hard. This is the whole printed thing. It's so big. Wow. The, the printer said we can no longer bind this behemoth that you're shoving our way. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into this thing to produce this thing because it helps. Uh, boy, I can't. You know, it's 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 a, almost. It seems like a full time job trying to stay on top of what's going on within this uh, niche of the marketplace. It's um, yeah, it's it's very very active, and every year I think surely we're kind of maxed out now in terms of the number of new products that will be launched. And every year there's there's probably been twenty launched in the last twelve months since last we spoke. So really active, and of course Microsoft pushing the boundaries all the time too. Yep, absolutely. And uh, that's going to be the wonderful part about this conversation is too is seeing where Microsoft's coming along and what how the market reacts is reacting to that. Um, so let's jump into this. Within the, um, this is V4 of the report, correct? Yes. So we started research in 2015 and we pushed it out early 2016. Um, this is the, the 2019 edition. We've done one roughly every 12 months. And you have for this one, you're doing, it looks like 39 products, so close to 40 products, and 11 of those are new ones. That's right. Yeah. And then there's 17 where we do like a, a market summary. So we don't do um, an assessment where we score them, uh -huh. but we give like a, a kind of buyer's guide to what they offer. Mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to kind of say, well, what are the ones that are likely to be on the shortlist of many people where mm -hmm. you really need to differentiate? So for them, we'll do a, a long 
um, like an expert evaluation. Mm-hmm. But often the, there are some players who geographically might make sense for you just because they speak your language or they know your business yeah. culture. They're yeah. not going to be a big market, but could be on the shortlist for a, a certain segment of the report users. And this, and you also, you've got a um, voice of the customer. So starting to pull in some what customers think and what their, their perspectives are on some of these products as well. Yeah, so that's new this year. And I think you guys nudged me towards doing that as well as other people <laughs> saying it, it would be nice to see. So mm-hmm. the idea of that in particular is that although we can evaluate um, how the product looks in a demonstration, mm-hmm. can't be living with it for six to 12 months and, and really getting a sense of maybe some of the areas where the, the going's rougher or harder than you expected. Okay. But also what um, the vendors are like in terms of being a collaboration partner. And I've got to say on the whole, there were some very, very enthusiastic customers. Some people really praised, uh, praised to the point where I thought, gosh, can I actually put this in? Because it sounds, it sounds like fake news, but <laughs> we verified the, that they really were customers. And a lot of them uh, we spoke to or we, uh-huh. we emailed back and forth just to check them out. And yeah, so people are happy customers on the whole, which is good to hear. That's awesome. And then you, um, we saw, I guess, over the course of last year, the what's happening with Microsoft with, with communication sites and hub sites, those come along and how does that impact um, uh, existing you know, products that are out there and what, what's the market doing to, to react to those things that are coming from Microsoft? That's really been Microsoft, I think, turning up the heat in terms of this sector. And it's, it's put a lot of pressure on the vendors over the last 12 months. So particularly that shift over to modern, the, the origins, a lot of these products have invested heavily in publishing sites, mm-hmm. it's easier to live with and doing all the branding and so on on top. And to heave all that over and, and recode it again to work with modern yeah. is a substantial effort. Um, so although we've got 11 new vendors, we have also seen some products drop out the market. I think they just t- took a look and said, yeah, we, we can't afford to, to make that transition and still make money out of it. So, for example, they've become resellers of the, the bigger products rather than plowing on ahead with a new iteration of their own one. Um, but beyond that, yes, yeah, so some vendors have said, we like what Microsoft are doing. Yeah. And one of the trends that it picks up on it, we call it light and lean, is that they're kind of slimming down their product and saying, we'll just fill in the gaps from what we know customers need from an internet versus what Microsoft provide. And if we reach a point where Microsoft fill that gap with their own solution, yep. then we'll pull our code out so you don't get duplication. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a lot of sense for, for a certain sector of customers who, who see the long-term objective to, to become pure Microsoft, but don't want to wait maybe two, three years for, for that to be viable. So they, they're looking for a, a light and lean and box solution that they can use as a transition, as a stepping stone to, to that endpoint. But then, equally, there's just as many products saying, look, there's an awful lot that we don't think you'll ever be able to do without the box SharePoint. So they are much more substantial products that go way further than Microsoft ever would. Yep. Yeah. This is a bit of a strange question, but where you were talking about, have you ever seen customers go with multiple intranets in a box? Yes. Not always by design. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they made a mistake with one and they brought another one in or or has it been? I'm just wondering because the way you explain that, it sounded almost like maybe some would fit certain gaps and some would fit other ones. 
Yeah. But I just, I don't know if we've seen, we haven't seen that that much. And a part of it is just seeing what you're seeing over, over, over in the UK versus what's happening over the US. We, I, primarily, we're seeing a lot of people just go with one, but. Yeah, there's a few scenarios. So one is, um, for example, you get multinational companies where, where different mm -hmm. countries might have gone for different in-a-box products. Yep. Yep. And so long as they work pretty much autonomously, then they can coexist quite happily. Yep. Um, but also um, some of the products like Powell 365, they have Powell Manager, which is much more a governance tool for controlling mass deployment of things like team sites and communication sites. And that would happily coexist with something where you bought it maybe for the news management or the editing environment. Mm -hmm. which it's more an admin tool rather than a front-end tool. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we, we were approached um, just this week by a, a company that had rolled out 18 months ago on top of one of the products which has now pulled out the market. So the, unfortunately, they're going to have to replace it. Gotcha. That's why I say, look, you know, a lot of what's in the report now is the kind of stuff procurement should be doing for due diligence of saying, if we partner for these, with these guys for three years, have they really got the revenue stream and the, the headcount to, to keep the product going? And if there's one, we probably talked about this last time, but if there's one thing we've learned as a services company is we're not a product company. <laughs> and and it's, it, it's, a, it's a completely different business. Tommy, Tommy, you should be shaking your head here, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. There's, there's a big difference a lot, between the two. A lot of scars here. There's a there's scars. Um, I wrote a, I wrote a blog post a while back, which was you know basically my biggest business mistake, um, and it, and it really just has to do with we Tommy and I invested quite a substantial amount of money into a product, and and it it's it takes a you know as a services company yeah it's a, it's it's the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence right. It's always yeah. like they're looking at us, at, you know, look at their bill rates and they can get people ramped up quick. And, you know, and then we're looking at them and we're looking at reoccurring revenue and everybody's like, sort of like, I want that and I want that. And one of the ni really nice things in this report that I've seen is, is a, you cover like the business model. So even as a, as a SI, this report is helpful to me to know sort of was that company, what's the background on that company? Are they a pure product company or are they a certain, a lot of these are, a lot of these alternatives are. They're three wheel putting out a here's our you know here's our intranet in a box and um, are, are are they going to be around three years from now are they going to be around uh, you know are they going to be able to support their product do they have the the structures mm -hmm. in place to support their project product so yeah so we we, we categorize their approach so some of them uh, I think what we talk about we, we classify as accelerator so. Mm -hmm. The ones who come from like the SI background who yep. have maybe branded the code library, but it's not something mm -hmm. where they can just go in there and everybody gets the same thing and you switch it on and four hours later you've got like the empty shell of an internet. It's more they talk about maybe a, a three months deployment, right. which has been shortened from what would have been a six months deployment because they have that accelerated code. So we also ask what's the typical deployment time? That's another clue to, to what their approach is. If you say, yeah, we'll install it in four hours, then that, that's a pretty strong hint that really it is a product, you know, and it's probably got a regular release cycle and a roadmap and all that kind of good stuff. And you did, I don't know if this was in previous versions of the report, but you've got this nice, um, you know, where you've got a, a column that's type, and I'm looking at it right now. So um, you've got a ready to run versus framework versus application versus accelerator, which that, yeah. that that's, that's a great, um, you should sort of, it's made it you've made it nice where you've sort of put them into these different buckets uh, so yeah. that people can can say 
what are we looking for as an organization? Are we we're, are we looking for something more out of the box, or are we looking for something that um, will get us there quicker? Or what do we what do we what type of product do we really need? Yeah, that that's new this year because um, it's more technical than we originally had in our heads. I suppose when we wrote the first couple of versions, my mindset was maybe someone in internal communications wanted to to do a bit of window shopping and then talk to the IT department. But yep. what we found is that an awful lot of people on the IT side are using our report to, to have that conversation too, which is great. So we're, yeah. we put a lot more in to help them with their decision making. Mm -hmm. Now, Sam, are you seeing any trends with the type of organization that you see that's entering into the market? That is it uh, accelerators? You're seeing more accelerators or more of the pure product play when it comes to internet in a box? Yeah, it's more of the pure product, but also mm -hmm. the, the framework side. So the, I think it, it is hard, as Danny says, to, to do the accelerator when you're also a services company. Right. And probably for the next two or three years, they can make good money by migrating from classic to, to modern mm -hmm. as a service. Um, but you get the scale from doing it on the product route, particularly the ones who have a partner model. So uh, Omnia, Bonsai to some extent, Powell 365, right. Fallow is a really big partner-based approach. Yeah, yeah, that's when you, you can really uh, put money into innovating because you're not actually distracted by servicing the projects. You let your partners do that. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, we recently picked up someone from one of the Internet in the Box companies because they've mm. kind of doubled down into purely product and, and getting rid of their services side of their business. Mm. Mm. But it's, it's horses for courses because um, a lot of companies we talk to, they say we don't want too many different contracts with too many different suppliers. So we would right. like someone who knows a product really well but can also help us with the requirements gathering and help us with the branding and even help us with some of the launch communications. So yeah. Uh, it, it varies a lot. Yeah. The other thing uh, you've done the Internet Choice Awards that you've done; yeah. those were updated for this year as well. We were yes. sort of starting to get into that. Yeah. Uh, any surprises there, or any sort of overall thoughts on um, on what what you what was chosen for the, for for this year? Uh, I shouldn't be surprised as I devised them, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess uh, we, when you chose them, you surprised <laughs> to see something that you chose. And the winner is... <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, one of the categories... yourself. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the categories um, we had from last year to this year is Internet Value One. So, we do a kind of um, Gartner Magic Quadrant type analysis of cost versus capability. And there's a Belgian company called Involve that came out. And uh, when I was reviewing it, I suppose I thought, oh, you know, th this is a solid product, but it's only when you factor in the pricing that you go, wow, this is, this is a lot of bang for your buck. So uh, they're a new entrant. That was good. Uh, we also did a new category this year, which is an innovation award for companies that are just coming at this in a, in a somewhat different way. So not just about, for example, news publishing. that we really liked because they actually built a, a mobile um, like employee engagement app first and then moved into the SharePoint world. So they got quite a different lineage to most of these. And one of the things that they really thought through was, well, 
you've got a lot of frontline workers, blue collar workers that don't even have an email address. How do you onboard them? Mm-hmm. That's the classic Office 365 one as well. You just buy a whole shipload of licenses for, for the frontline workers who never really use it. But no, with Sparrow, you can onboard through things like uh, text messages to their phones without any need for an account if they're just going to be reading corporate news through an app, for example, which I thought was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. You, like we talked about this last time, this whole, the whole idea of, you know, one, number one, you can get overwhelmed by the number of products that are out there. And I think sometimes people jump ahead and they skip the requirements piece of this, which is, the be, you know, we have the same philosophy as what you've got within the report, which is this should all be driven off of requirements. It's nice that they, you know, these products have these different features, don't get caught up into that. It's like, what does your organization need? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's a really important thing that sometimes I've seen companies jump that jump over that step and they start evaluating products um, and not really understand the needs of their organization. You run into I, that very much at all, or yeah, even though everybody's saying it all the time, um, it, it happens a lot. So people will say to me, "Okay, so you you've done all these appraisals, Sam? What's the best product?" There is no best product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like saying, um, when you go to a restaurant, what's the best meal, Danny? What is the best meal? It's like, well, depends what you what you need, you know, your particular circumstances. So mm-hmm. there's no shortcuts in doing your homework. Because if, you, if you're not clear on your requirements, worst case, you buy the wrong product. But also, you might just overspend and buy a product that ticks more boxes Mm-hmm. without actually buying things that are relevant to you. And, uh, you know, often use the analogy, it's like um, digital workplaces, are, it's like going down the gym with a bunch of athletes. So you could spend a whole heap on equipment that you'll never use because it's shiny and you feel you should have it and everyone else seems to have it and everyone else is talking about it. Mm-hmm. But in order to get the performance out of your athletes, you also need to think through what's the program that we're going to use with them with this equipment? Because if we want a bunch of marathon runners, they're going to do an entirely different program to creating a world-class team of sumo wrestlers. That's and an those interesting two analogy. Together. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. You know, like you buy for 365, you say, well, it's, we've already got everything we'll possibly need. Well, no, actually, it's good to ignore some bits of equipment because it might be harmful or at least confusing for your organization. Work mm-hmm. out what you're trying to achieve what the program is, and then what equipment you need to deliver that program behind it. Yeah, we're often talking with clients where um, trying to understand where are they from a collaboration standpoint. You know, are they in the walk, run, sprint? You know, if they're if they're taking certain actions, you can throw throw things in front of them, and and heads explode, or they never get used, or you just really you have to think about where they are on the path of maturity uh, as an organization. Um, and then enabling them, you know, sort of the, the next step for them. Don't, you know, don't need to jump any steps. You just give, need to give them the next step along the path. This gets into, I think, the million-dollar question, which is, do I go with, you know, because Microsoft has been making some investments around SharePoint as, as a platform. Yeah. And do I, you know, where is, is there, is there an inflection point where we, where you're seeing organizations sort of just, go with trying to get the most out of SharePoint 
versus starting to introduce some of these products that are coming out. And that, that comes with, uh, you know, there's, there's overhead involved with that. There's a whole sort of dynamic involved with getting another party involved in sure. building out um, your digital workplace. So it's like, you're, you know, this whole Tommy and I are try, you know, trying to stay on top of this and trying to help customers with this, which is, you know, make sure, first off, make sure you're getting the value out of what you've got from Microsoft. Yeah. And then yeah. we can look at gaps. We can look at what, what requirements are not being met. But where would you classify, where are we at right now with regards to what you're seeing customers do where they're like, no, we're just going to either hold off on an intro that in a box or we're evaluating it or where, where, are you, where are people with that as we stand right now in January 2019? We're starting to see some people trying to do it without any add-on product. Uh, even a year ago, I think the argument was a lot simpler because people would see um, an out-of-the-box publishing site, show it to their stakeholders, and stakeholders would go, ooh, that's ugly, you know, fix it. You know, um, it takes money, fine, but we need to fix this. Whereas now you can show them a communication site using modern web parts, and it looks okay. Mm -hmm. And that's made it a whole lot harder for um, in-a-box vendors to, to get the first toehold in the door because although there is a, an enormous difference between what you can do with standard SharePoint and what these products add, it's not an aesthetic difference. It's, yeah. it's 101 other gotchas that you'll probably encounter as soon as you start to scale up or do more right. complex things, particularly around information architecture, navigation, um, Multi-language is probably the the simplest one to say. Look, it's it's a non-starter with SharePoint. That's yeah. when you need an in-a-box product. But yeah. For many other things, my concern is that companies will start going somewhere down the road, and they'll start with an information architecture that goes page, news, links. Yeah, we're good. Finance site, documents, links, photograph ahead of finance. Yeah, we're good. Uh, really detailed finance policy, and and they do the vertical bit. Yeah, And it doesn't fall over because it works quite nicely like that. It's only when you say, oh, but now we want HR and then we want to start doing Northern Territories and Latin America. Yeah. And then you find the information architecture doesn't scale. So I always say to customers, well, if you want to try it with standard SharePoint, just create 20, 30 sites, whatever you think you'll need, empty sites that represent the structure of your destination intranet. Yeah. And just make sure it all hangs together as you want. Yeah. And test that bit because it's a navigation, things like mega menus, things mm -hmm. like what happens when you've got um, a lockdown site with restricted access that only some people can see, but you might want a menu item in the, right. uh, the, the hub site above it. How's that going to work? And this whole thing about news roll up, which is getting very complicated in SharePoint, but also massive potential to tie yourself in knots if you're not careful yeah yeah that that all needs a, a very strong pilot i would say before you can really decide is this actually possible with with um, standard sharepoint or do we need an add-on and we've we've started to uh, this past year we t discussed this a little bit before we um jumped on um where we've tried to transition over from, we've, we've got experience with moving people from other platforms over onto Office 365, typically like the Jive, we've done lots of those. Yeah. And um, really we've seen, we've, we've 
uh, we've come to appreciate the importance of information architecture and really thinking through, especially with some of these larger organizations, because depending on the organization, some of them might have just sort of like a, let's throw, up, throw it out there and see what sticks type of mentality with things. You see, yeah. we see this. I mean, this is weird. We're, we're consultants. We go in and see people's ugly things sometimes. And that's sometimes the way that their approach to the world. Um, but then we try to have more uh, comprehensive, holistic approach to this. Where we're sort of like, let's talk about an approach to how do we do this. And let's talk about how we do this um, more like thinking the little bit of time that you spend up front thinking through mm -hmm. some of these things, how it will end it. Like you're saying, well, let's build out these. We know we're going to need these things and let's just not let's not stick with one department, but let's make sure we provide a framework for how we're moving ahead. Mm -hmm. It's just really important uh, for us to do that and just to be there as an outside company saying you need to be thinking about these things. For sure. Yeah. Um, what else? We, I, we could talk for hours about this stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I, love, I love these updates. I want to, before we jump off here, um, you've still got the executive summary report that people can download for free, correct? Yeah, so it's, it's about 40 pages, oh. and it's a lot from the introduction. Uh, and one of the sweeteners we've added this year is uh, a comparison chart that says, this is what you get from standard SharePoint. This is what Microsoft has said is on the roadmap. And this is what you may still need over a kind of maturity curve from typical to, to advanced deployments. And uh, it took an awful lot of time to put that together. So I am denied about, <laughs> do we give this away for free? But I thought <laughs> a lot of people are going to be in those conversations now about do we need this add-on or not? So um, I think well, the feedback I've had is that people find that really useful in those early discussions. And then once you've got some more confidence that you, you probably do or you, you're on the fence, then, yeah. Yeah, then, then, then you'll get a lot of value out of the main report as well. Yep. So you can this download that from our site. Uh, it's just a simple, all we want is your email address, uh, your mother's maiden name, just <laughs> 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 your email address. <laughs> a little bit of DNA. And you can unsubscribe. Yeah, a little bit of DNA. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Sam, it's just like us. You're a little bit of a, a drug dealer. You're just giving them a taste, right? You're just a little bit of a <laughs> That's taste. right, the gate, gateway You'll, drug. To, <laughs> the gateway <laughs> report here. Uh, it is very helpful. At a, for folks who are listening, at a minimum, just go download that report. It'll, it'll also just help to justify you getting the full report as well, because it's just a, it's a, it's a, I know I've pointed people to that. And uh, the full report itself, download off of the Clearbox website, correct? Clearbox.co.uk, yeah. You'll see a link on the homepage. And you can buy it with a credit card and get the PDF within a minute. Excellent, excellent. Anything else you guys want to mention before we jump off here? So, uh, I mean, probably worth just touching on a couple of the, the other big trends. So one is we're really pleased to see multiple language support taking off in the last year because it is very hard to do. And it's not just about maybe translating a static page. It's about saying, we need to put out an announcement in English, French, and Spanish, and it's all going to go live the same day. But if someone spots a mistake and you correct the English version, how do you manage that workflow of making sure the Spanish and French ones also get updated? So some companies have done that. Also hooking a lot into Microsoft Cognitive Services now. So. The best products will show you the maybe the English version of one side of the screen. And then as you scroll the English version, it scrolls the translated version in parallel, which has been machine translated by Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And then you can go in and do your final bit of human 
um, translation polishing, which that's going to save so much time for, for companies that have wanted to manage multiple languages, not really been able to do it before. Uh, and the other trend that I really like, um, if you look at maybe Akumina and Matchpoint and BZ, is thinking much more about the digital workplace as a whole. And a drum that I keep beating is saying it's, it's not just Office 365. Yeah. Most organizations, your digital workplace, you maybe got SAP and or Workday and Oracle yeah. and so all these other things that people would say, this is actually, you know, this is where I do my work. Yeah. Emails that are a distraction, documents in SharePoint, nice, but actually my work happens in yeah. this transactional system over here of Salesforce, if you're a sales guy. So we need systems that recognize that. And if we're ever going to have like the dashboard where people say, I want to start my day at this, they've got to have hooks into those other systems as well as into documents and what's happening on Teams and your email. Uh, and some of the, those products I mentioned uh, are doing that now, creating those hooks and even creating, for example, actionable cards. So on the mobile app, you can request time off via a bot and it submits it through to Workday, and it comes mm -hmm. back on your boss's mobile with just an approved card. They don't need to log into any other system to make that happen. And that, that's really good forward thinking. It's, it's not mature yet, but it's definitely going in the right direction, and very clearly something that Microsoft isn't making a lot of noise about yet. So mm -hmm. some good space for, for them to explore. Awesome. Tommy, anything you want to add to the end? No, just uh, I've enjoyed hearing your dialogue between you two. It's been nice to kind of <laughs> sitting on the sidelines here. But yeah, chilled out on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Got a can of beer off screen. <laughs> you held my attention. I didn't fall asleep on the couch here. Oh, that's, so uh, you're the no, Sam for us. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, I appreciate what you're doing, the work there. I mean, that. The, the the body of work there really shows the thoroughness of you know you understanding the marketplace and and trying to enable customers to make good decisions and you know that's the business that we're in too is yeah. helping people make great decisions and this you know this body of work is something that we reference all the time um, it's something that um, we think is is valuable to our customers and appreciate you putting all the work that it takes to get to this point so thank you that's well, great to hear thank you no and uh, I'm, I'm glad it's helping people because the more but just for me i i think a lot of work sucks so if i can take the <laughs> the painful bit of work away when it's just so hard to, to get that template and let people focus on the work that they enjoy which tends to be the more productive stuff then we're, we're all good we're all winning with that excellent well this is a new thing for me so i'm going to say subscribe to this channel I haven't done that yet, so, <laughs> so subscribe below, um, and then I will also be publishing for folks who are listening uh, to this uh, as an audio podcast. Uh, feel free to uh, jump over to the Three Will website, and we'll have links off to our YouTube channel there. Um, we'll also do a, a transcription of this, and we'll have all the links that we mentioned uh, in this discussion as well, a link off to the report, a link to the executive summary, and uh, Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Sam. Really appreciate you guys in this little um, you, Microsoft Teams experiment. I think it went well. So one last thing before I jump off. So is there going to, there's going to be, you're going to be doing this yearly. Of the, so there'll be a V5 at the end of this year. Is that the plan from here? Uh, always depending on uh, how the market <laughs> shapes up. But yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I think um, there'll definitely still be a report about the high-end ones. But I also expect 
quite a big shake-up again this year, and it's going to be a, another exciting set of announcements from Microsoft, I'm sure. Who's, who's Microsoft going to buy? I have to ask you that question, because I think I asked you last time. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea. It seems like that's uh, a bit of an ine inevitable thing, but uh, they, may, well, they may or may not, but it seems like that's something that's out there as well. They but, mentioned a company called, like, Three Will or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Three Will. Throwing billions away. Uh, it's a little expensive. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, you know. could, yeah, now you're on well. YouTube. You're going to be the next baby shark. <laughs> You'll be worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Pleasure. And have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.